We've chatted a lot on this show about how to cope with the loss of a pet, but how can you help a pet that has lost its owner? If a loved one passes away and leaves you with their beloved companion, how can you make this transition easier for the pet and vet here in Limerick? Don Ryan joins me in the studio to give us some advice. Good morning to you, Don. How are you doing? Joe. Do pets grieve that? Well, maybe not in the way you or I or humans might experience it but there's no doubt that if they lose their nearest human companion there's a gap in their life and you can't explain it to them in the way God forbid anybody else would have to explain it to a member of the family um, but but certainly they have a routine based around their their owner maybe, maybe exercise daily routine if they, that person is the only owner they have then they they can be very bereft um but but, but they 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 I suppose have the ability to just move on day to day and it hope that in a situation like that that there'll be some other family members that would support the animal either try to find a home for it or even take it in themselves i mean for example you know would a dog mope would a dog be in the corner head down, that sort of reaction? Um, not, not necessarily, at least not to my experience, Joe, but but they certainly can be very put out because their security, in a sense, their security blanket is gone. If the person they've been dependent on very emotionally or whatever level of attachment that they have to that human, yes, there's got a big gap in their life and um, that's very disruptive to the animal and may even be disruptive to the you know other members of a household for instance but but it it, it an animal can i suppose lose its way or maybe lose its appetite for instance or the routine might change that they're used to and in that sense they can become quite distressed mm. i mean when i visit other homes for a day or two you know around the country and watch how owners and dogs in those families interact, you generally get a sense that there's a particular relationship between the dog and one member of the family. Um, And when that person is away for even a few hours, there does seem to be a difference in how the dog acts and reacts. Well, there'll be two elements of that, I suppose. If if it's a routine, in other words, somebody goes to work at a certain time in the morning, the dog will know they're, they're due home at five o'clock or six. Now, they don't be looking at the, at the clock on the wall, um, but they do know they can almost count the seconds. When I was a child, we had a, a much cherished and much loved Jack Russell. But that dog would always find its way out to the front door when my dad was coming home. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah but it was, you know, you could t- as the expression goes, you could set your clock by the dog. Um, and again, it was very bonded to my father and, you know, Part of it is what is understood, we'll say, from behavioural studies where there is, in dog, dogs follow the rules of a pack, not of a family. We we get on so well with dogs and they get on so well with us because our family rules are very similar to dog pack rules. So there's always a leader or what's called the alpha male and alpha female in a dog pack. So that's the security blanket, I suppose, for a lot of, for a lot of dogs and cats for that matter. They might... People often have um, misconceived um, notions about cats. You know, if if I mean, I heard it years ago, if the cat if the cat died, they might even eat you if they were hungry. But you know, a dog wouldn't. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard that? 
Yes, yeah, uh, but you, that's a misconception. Oh, it's a entire yeah, misconception, yeah, yeah. but it's a prejudice against it's, cats. It's a prejudice, yes. Yeah, yeah. So we're chatting to vet Donald Ryan, um, but there have been stories, haven't there, of owners passing away and the only other um, animal, person, individual in the house happened to be the yeah. pet dog, yeah. and, and they would uh, be found guarding the person who had yeah. passed away. Yeah, well, they'd be staying with them, even mm. though, again... They wouldn't necessarily know, but they'd be staying with their owner, uh, I suppose, guarding it and protecting it and, and bonding with this. Um, uh, I suppose eventually that that, that owner will, the, the, the remains of the owner well, of will course, depart. It's, 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 it's um, I suppose, but I, I suppose I, my, my sentiment there would be like, who's going to look after the dog now? If, you know, if Uncle Paddy is dead, you know, is there a relative or um, a support system that'll you know, pop in and do, treat the dog the way Uncle Paddy did. And that's precisely the point, isn't it? Because, you know, when this was put to me this morning, we were talking about it earlier before you came in, it suddenly dawned to me that this must happen reasonably regularly. Um, It does. And and my experience, and again, I'd have people will say who would be very interested in the welfare of the animal and family are very good to take over, as I say, Uncle Paddy's pet. And some people would be almost consider it a privilege that they have that responsibility. Um, I'm sure there are circumstances where the, 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 the dog may not be suited to rehoming. It may not be a friendly dog. Um, it may be surrendered to a welfare organisation. or and, and that might be the best solution for an individual animal. Um, but you'd love to think that somebody would take charge of that situation, Joe, with the animal's welfare in mind. And in some respects, to go back to the notion of, a, of an Uncle Paddy, to respect what his wishes might be. Yeah. And how long before a dog will bond with a new owner if a situation um, uh, has arisen uh, uh, where, uh, uh, where their original owner has passed yeah, away? They're, they're, well, uh, again, in my experience, they're fairly flexible because, you know, the, what's the expression? The, 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 the king is dead, lodging the king. You know, they, they move on. And, and again, the, while they're very... They are very clever in terms of memory. Um, they, they they live in the now. So whoever becomes their, I suppose, alpha male or female, as that case may be, looks after them, tends to them. They will should become bonded to that person unless they're exceptionally nervous or exceptionally anxious type of dog. And then when, because you mentioned it earlier, when you are dealing with other pets in the same situation... Cats and other domestic pets. Yeah. Well, well, cats again. Get sometimes, no, not so much now, but in the past, got a bad rap for for being unaffectionate. They're very, very affectionate animals. It's it, comparing a cat to a dog is is, is the mistake because they're not dogs; they're cats, and they're very subtle and can be great friends and can become very bonded. Um, again, I suppose needs must if the owner isn't there to feed feed the cat or the dog for that matter. Somebody else ha- needs to do it and the animal will become bonded to the new routine in due course. Now, presumably, you need someone to clearly understand the responsibility that they're taking on if they take on a dog in this situation. Um, and also, what happens if there isn't someone to do that? I suppose um, you'd hope, again, Joe, that if, if there was a, a very difficult situation that um, either the dog wasn't suited for being rehomed, in other words, could be a little bit difficult, a little bit nasty even, or wasn't house trained or was aged and had illnesses that, 
you know, disease, age diseases or something like that, that a pragmatic decision would be made about the welfare of the animal. And that would hopefully be down to um, the nearest and dearest to take a sensible, pragmatic decision about the animal's welfare. And I suppose, sadly, what I'm saying is that there may be circumstances that the appropriate thing to do would be to put an animal to sleep. I'm not advocating that as a solution, but there might be circumstances where I certainly would might advise that. Yes, and, and presumably too, it depends on the age of the animal, for yeah, example, yeah, young, middle-aged, yeah, yeah. old. Yeah. Well, well, you could have a very difficult animal, in other words, a large breed dog that may have been very loyal to uh, his, his owner, but now that the owner is gone, is not manageable in terms of you know, a, a safe animal to be around a family or small children or, or, or even in terms of simple basic training, like for instance, toilet training mightn't be, our, our, our family may not have the facilities or they could all be living in Dublin or, you know, New York or far afield and not be able to. So, so it's possible a dog like that could be abandoned. Uh, it could be hopefully if they couldn't cope and the dog was up to it, that some welfare organisation might take on the animal. Uh, there's a, an interesting thing, I think it's more of a development in the UK, but certainly Dogs Trust, who are based here, have a, little, a campaign appealing to owners that might be in a situation where they have an animal and to make arrangements for that animal after they die, which to me is inspiring because it's an opportunity for the owner to plan ahead, to say, look, Rover, ship, Kitty, I'm mad about them. I want maybe not, well, not, well, not the dog stroke with the cats, but with, with the, so so they can forward plan and say in the event of my death that, that this uh, an arrangement is made with a, with a charity who look after the dog mm. and successfully and hopefully rehome it. And finally, Donald Ryan, what are you noticing now that things have presumably settled a bit after the pandemic when we saw so many dogs entering homes? Well. So, uh, uh, the animals are being better looked after as a result of that. People are much, there's a, a greater variety of, of animals out there. Uh, people are taking um, a greater responsibility. That's the ones I'm seeing, Joe. Um, I'm sure, and listening to the media, and if you listen to the various different charities, they seem to be overrun with dogs that are being A, surrendered or B, abandoned. Um, the Reports are that when, since the interest rates start going going up and people have a credit squeeze, um, they're, they're not able to afford the dog that they shouldn't have got in the first place. Um, you have people worrying and concerned about um, the cost of care. Um, and, and that bar, you know, the, the proper care of a dog, the bar or a cat or any pet, the bar should be high, not just, you know, fuel bones and, you know, not, not, you know, not proper care, and and if people are in a not in a position to do that, they should never get the dog in the first place. And and there are certain types of individuals that dogs are fashion accessories rather than a pet. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you very much. Um, I think great advice and a very interesting perspective on something that you know will often face families yes. in an unexpected way, as you pointed out. Uh, Limerick Fed Donald Ryan. Appreciate your time this morning. Good that, to chat. That, to thanks, you. Joe. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.